0: Welcome to the Grove Youth Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Damon, and I'm the youth pastor at Grove Church here in Richmond, Virginia. Thank you for joining us today. If you are encouraged by today's discussion, please leave us a five-star review. The more great reviews we have, the more people will be reached with the life-changing message of the gospel. Now with that, I wanna thank you once again for joining us, and we hope you're encouraged by today's discussion. Before we get started, we just want to emphasize that today we will simply be addressing the worldviews of some of the prevailing ideologies in the world. We are not attacking particular groups or individuals as we believe that Jesus extends forgiveness to every person regardless of where they have come from or what they have done. Alright, so today we have a couple fan favorites back on the show. We have the Berrymans, uh, Minus Shanti, I don't know where she is. But I hope she's doing great. Uh, and we have a new Berryman here, Luca. Luca, say hi to the people. Hi. Luca, what, you're coming into sixth grade? Yeah. Yeah? Cool. Are you excited to be a part of the youth group? Definitely. Love it. Well, we're glad glad to have you, and uh, that's pretty, pretty brave of a brand new sixth grader to jump on the podcast. That's pretty big. I think... In our one-year history, you are the youngest person to be on the podcast. So that's a Way to go! You just made history. I don't know if you knew that. Um, Joti, Asha, how are we doing?
1: We're good. How are you? I'm
0: fantastic. You good, Joti?
2: Yes, I'm good.
0: <clears throat> that's fantastic. So, can you guys tell me a little bit about what we're over overall this whole summer? What are we What are we discussing?
2: Worldviews. Okay, biblical,
0: world biblical, biblical worldview. Okay, but in doing that, we're going to bring up some, some other worldviews that aren't necessarily biblical, and we're going to be kind of comparing a biblical worldview to those worldviews, right? Um, ha- have you guys, have you guys ever interacted with other worldviews in like a really intentional way before? I know you guys have spent uh, a lot of time overseas, so what, what other worldviews have you seen?
1: Um, we were mostly around Hindus and Muslims. In our city where we lived before, uh, we were around a lot of Muslims specifically, but then in, uh, before we had been around Hindus, and so it's just kind of a mix of both.
0: Okay, okay, and so how, how old were you during what you said, what was the one that was before?
1: Um, for Hindus, I was around, like, I from when I was little, like, a baby, until I was probably, like, seven, but then I kind of still interacted with some in, like, the other country.
0: Okay. All right. So, which one do you think you're, you would say you're more familiar with?
1: I'm not sure, really. Okay. Honestly.
0: Do you think they're both, like, you, you understand both worldviews pretty, pretty well, though? Yeah. Okay. Jyoti, you agree with that? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. How much older are you than Jyoti? Two years. Okay, yeah. So you're not far, far behind, Luca. Um, how old are you?
3: Eleven. So.
0: Okay. So, do you remember much from those other countries?
3: Yeah, but not really India, but uh, lots of about Nepal.
0: Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. So, as you guys have had to interact with other world views, what are what are some positives of being around people who just come from a completely different understanding than you.
1: I think it gives us a big perspective on, like, different people and different backgrounds. It's like, it's actually a really big blessing because then we can understand people
2: better.
0: Okay. Okay. That's cool that you, you call it a blessing. That's great. Jyoti, did, did you have anything else to add? or?
2: I agree with Austin. Okay.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's super, super important. Do you guys know what an echo chamber is? I don't think so. Don't an echo chamber is this idea of you being in, like, a room where if you were to say, the color blue is the best color, it would just keep echoing around. Mm-hmm. So you just hear, the color blue is the best color blue. But you never hear someone else say, I think the color red's the best color, because you're in an echo yeah. chamber, right? So sometimes and this is true of, of anybody who is in a specific culture, you can find yourself in an echo chamber. So we're Christians. Uh, we like to surround ourselves with Christian community and with godly people, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's great, and that's biblical. But sometimes we can surround ourselves only with people who agree with us on every single thing, and we can put ourselves in an echo chamber. And it's not just Christians who do this. Because we like to be comfortable, and if you are constantly around people who don't agree with you, then it can be uncomfortable, right? So sometimes to to seek comfort, we put ourselves in situations where we're only ever hearing stuff that we agree with. So it's really cool that you guys at such a young age can already tell that spending time with people who do not agree with you um, it's cool that you can tell that that's actually a blessing and that it's really important to be you, you said cuz you can understand others yeah that's that's why it was yeah so that's a um that that's a very mature and a very i think a very proper way to view other people who di- who disagree with you cuz right now right it, it's like You kind of hate people who disagree with you and you love people who agree with you but that's not right you're supposed to love everybody and even if they do disagree with you you can disagree in a in a kind way right in a loving way Mm -hmm. so that's really cool that's really cool so this this um this series i think will be really beneficial for a lot of people i'm enjoying preparing for it because it's giving me there's there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now and applying a biblical worldview to everything really helps me see uh, wow there's a lot of brokenness but there's a lot of chance for redemption too there's a lot of people who um, I mean everyone needs Jesus but there's a lot of people who don't know Jesus that would so greatly benefit from knowing him um, so while it is sad sometimes to see how far we've fallen it's just a reminder that the world does need Jesus, right? And what what should that cause us to do as Christians? How should how should we respond to that, knowing that there are people who need Jesus?
2: We should go out and share it.
0: Yeah. And um, you guys are homeschooled, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So where is the primary place where you, um, where you share the gospel, where you um, showed? demonstrate the love of christ to people
2: i think interactions
0: okay uh with with who people
2: all around us
0: that's good that's good yeah i mean i don't know if uh, i'm talking to the audience here i don't know if you guys know the barrymans but they do a fantastic job Uh, every time we have a new person come to youth group if if i see a barryman walking around with this new person i'm like oh Cool, the the has got him. We're good. Um, so they really do a great job of demonstrating Christ's love to people. Um, is there are there any places where you go uh, where there's primarily unbelievers and share the gospel with them?
2: Well, our neighbors. I'm pretty sure they're not. Um, we've tried to connect with them. Uh, we don't. It's been hard because we moved whenever during covid so yeah. it's not really the best time yeah
0: but, so you like didn't um, connect with them as soon as you got in because yeah. it's it was all weird okay so we're, we're,
1: we're still yeah. connecting right. we've invited so we them to it. different like church events and stuff okay. like the fall retreat but they weren't able to come i think that one's like a little bit scary because you're like going yeah with, if like, you've a never group been of to church, church people right. you know and like for like a whole weekend their parents might not be comfortable with that sure but yeah so we've invited them to different things and um shared some things with them so
0: Okay, yeah, that's that's something that's so important to understand. It not every conversation has to be a, are you ready to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, because some people really aren't ready. But just being that faithful like neighbor who's just saying, hey, do you guys need anything? No, okay, well, you know, we'll see, we'll see you around. Hey, can I cut your grass for you? Just little things where it, they know. I don't know what that guy's deal is but he's super nice so if i ever need anything i'm definitely going to him right that's that's really cool um but yeah you guys you guys really do a a great job of demonstrating the love of christ to people and uh it's it's very apparent from each of you how seriously you take your own faith so uh you guys are you guys are an inspiration to me just just so you know um emily agrees with that so when we're forming a worldview, um, first of all, you can't just say, let's sit down and make a worldview, because every person already sees the world a certain way. So when you're growing up, you are forming your worldview. So now at your stage of life, you have to look at your worldview and say, okay, which parts of this make sense, which parts of this don't make sense, which parts are maybe contradictory. Um, is it biblical which parts are biblical which parts are not so you can re you can kind of relearn your worldview or you can make adjustments to your worldview but nobody walks around without one everybody has a worldview so one of the uh, most important questions of a worldview is what do we talk about on Sunday
3: where did we come from?
0: Where did we come from? So that is absolutely crucial. And, and by we, who are we talking about?
3: Humans.
0: Yes, yes. So everything but specifically where did humans come from? Or the question that I posed, where did I come from? To make it a little more personal. Understanding where we came from is absolutely foundational to, to your worldview. If you don't know where you came from, that's one of the questions where did you come from Uh, the other three are what is my purpose who am I and where am I going so if you don't know where you came from it's really hard to tell any of those other three answers right Um, so what was the particular thing that we talked about this week what was the particular um, issue we said there's two ways two possible ways that people came into existence what are those two ways
3: on accident and on purpose.
0: Okay. Um, so, for the accidental existence, what did we, what did we talk about? What worldview did we address? Atheism. Yeah. Um, do you remember the name of the guy that we...
2: Richard Dawkins.
0: Dawkins, yeah. yes. Yeah, Stephen Hawking and Richard Dawkins. I always got them confused because <laughs> they're both super smart and uh, they're atheists and their scientists and i always got them confused but yeah we talked about richard dawkins this week and i played a little clip of an interview that he had with ben stein and again i have prayed that richard dawkins would come to know christ because a guy like him a guy with that amount of credibility in the scientific fields and um the fame that he has if if a guy like that were to get saved it would be un- unbelievable it would the, the uh, impact that he could have on this world would be astonishing um but in that video do you guys remember uh what do you guys remember what he said uh what or what were some things that you remember that he said that kind of stuck out to you
2: um like he said that whenever um, the guy who was interviewing him uh, like, asked him if you did end up meeting God what would you say to him um, and he said that he didn't know but a guy he knew um, answered that question and said that like if, um, like why did he like go through all that pain um, to not and not share himself
0: okay yeah so so Ben Stein asked Dawkins if you were to meet God what would you say to him and Dawkins said Bertrand Russell which is another famous atheist asked he would he said that he would ask God sir why did you go through all that you did to hide yourself Mm -hmm. meaning okay, so I never believed that there was a God, but I clearly see there is one now. Why would you hide yourself for so long, right? That's, that's what he was saying. Luca, what were you going to say? But
3: literally, he created the world. Right. And the, the we, creation is his signature. Like, we wouldn't <laughs> exist if he hadn't existed.
0: Yeah. No, and so you're, you're right. This is the, so this is the thing about worldview stuff. Because you, you, you certainly believe what you just said, right? I could tell. Very yeah. very passionate about what you just said. As am I. But the problem is, if somebody outright rejects the idea that God exists, then even saying it like that, well, obviously, we're here. God made us. That doesn't work with them because they don't believe that God exists, Right? So this is the really difficult part of worldview discussions is if the person that you're talking to starts at a different place than you do, it's really hard to get on the same page. Right. So Dawkins was very adamant that the probability of God existing was really, 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 really low. Do you guys remember what figure he gave? Ben Stein asked him to give a percentage. He
3: said ninety nine.
0: Ninety nine percent. But
3: he said, "I really don't know," which <laughs> he should he should have said, "I really don't know." If he
0: didn't right. know. Yeah, because ninety nine percent's a pretty. That's a pretty certain guess for someone who doesn't know, right? So yeah. if if you were to say like, "Hey, Chad, is this roof gonna collapse on me?" I'd say no. I guess I don't technically know like 100% like there could be something up there I don't know about. So, I would say 99%, but basically I'm saying I'm sure that this roof is not going to fall on us. Yeah. But because probability states that it's technically possible, I'll give it a 1% chance of happening. But no, I'm I'm going to say I know the roof's not going to fall on our fall on our heads 99% whatever. But he kept saying, well, I don't know. I don't know that God doesn't exist or that he does exist. But I would say it's 99% or something like that, that he doesn't. And so Ben Stein asked, well, why isn't it like 50-50 or why isn't it 49? And Dawkins is like, well, no, I don't know. I didn't want to give a number, which you're right. I don't think he should have given a number because when he did, it kind of started to sound weird when he kept saying, I don't know, but here's my number. But Ben Stein said, why isn't it, like, 49%? And Dawkins goes, well, no, it's definitely not that. It's definitely higher than that. But I don't know. And it was <laughs> it was kind of funny to listen to.
3: He said it's, like, nowhere near 50-50.
0: Right.
1: The thing that gets me is he literally, like, said, but there's, like, actually a chance that there could be a higher being. You know? He literally goes, like, 99%, like, no God.
0: Right, no but, God. Right.
1: but... There could be a higher being.
0: Yeah, what was what was that being he was talking about?
1: Like aliens
3: that like <laughs> placed us on Earth after de- dust created them? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. It he, he really hates the idea. Do you guys remember all of the the words that he used to describe God? No, Lots of bad ones. Yeah, lots of bad ones. Yeah, he, he had, I don't even remember how many words he used, but there was a ton of descriptors. He was saying that God is a megalomaniac. He's a jealous God who's proud of it. He's a sadomasochist who loves watching people in pain, right? And so he went on this very, very, very long list of really not good adjectives to describe god right and so he would say no that god doesn't exist and if he does what a horrible existence it would be but what's funny to me is richard dawkins seems to be doing pretty well and god does exist so isn't it kind of funny that he thinks that if that god existed everything would be terrible and that his life would be terrible but God has actually God does exist and he's actually allowed Richard to become famous and actually blaspheme his name across the world and God has allowed this to happen right and if God is this God that Dawkins says he is I don't think that God would have allowed Dawkins to live this long so it's, it's very it's just interesting right like even if you don't believe in God I would be careful about all of, saying all of those things just because it's like, well, what if he does exist? That would be, <laughs> he probably wouldn't like all that stuff I just said, right? So, um, Asha, what you were saying, what what was he, how did we get into this idea of aliens? From that, like in that interview, how did it get brought up?
1: I don't exactly remember, actually.
0: Do you remember, Luca?
3: I'm pretty sure it was, like, uh, he was stating that it was impossible, right? And,
0: and then, I don't really know. <laughs> no, it, it, no you're, you're on the right track. So, um, Ben Stein goes, well, where did everything come from? And Dawkins says, well, I don't know. And, and no one knows. You know, he's well, <laughs> typically when not just Dawkins but when these when these very very hyper intelligent people say i don't know it's not just a humble like i don't know the answer maybe someone else does it's i don't know but neither do you or anyone else right because it's basically like cuz if you knew i would already know by now and that th- there's kind of like this um this arrogance of if there's anything to be known i know it And so for you to say that you believe in God or that you know that God created everything, that's just, he calls it primitive superstition. Meaning, that's what people thought thousands of years ago when they didn't have science, and now we have science and we don't need God anymore. That's basically what Dawkins is arguing. So when Ben Stein asked him, where did everything come from? He said, well, I don't know, and and neither does anyone else. And so he does not, he rejects the idea of God 100%, well, 99%. (laughs) Um, but th- he was like, well, there is an idea. There is a theory that some advanced civilization from su- from another universe or from before our universe got so advanced that they created this life. Our- they created us and then seeded that life like they planted a seed of life on our planet. And he said, and, and perhaps... If you looked enough into biochemistry, you could see some sort of signature in their DNA as if saying like, oh, look, we have a creator, right? But he then says, but those that in that group of people that are that beings, those beings, the civilization would have had to have come about by some rational process, right? So. It was weird because he was in that moment, he acknowledged intelligent design could be a thing. You could have been made specifically by something higher than us, but it's definitely not God because whatever it is that created us was absolutely something that existed from a natural means. Like it was, it had to have been created But then what's the problem with that logic?
1: Where does it stop? Like, where does it... Right. What created that and then what created that?
0: Right. So this alien civilization made us, but then where did that alien civilization come from? Oh, it came from another alien civilization. And so where did they come from? And it goes in this endless circle, which you could say is an infinite loop, but you could also just acknowledge that our God has always been there and then you don't have to go through this endless cycle of asking where everything came from you just say God existed because a being like that doesn't need to be created that being exists period and it has always existed and always will exist and then he created everything and that really helps when you can just surrender to the idea that God exists and then you dig into the character of God and realize, wait a minute, that's not all of those things that Dawkins said. Those aren't true things. God is a jealous God, but not in the way he means it. God's a jealous God, meaning he is the only being in the universe worthy of our praise. And he doesn't like seeing other things get get our praise because nothing else is worthy other than him. Right. And he's right about that. So I found it very interesting cuz he says that the idea of the aliens he's like it's quite an interesting theory and I'm like what <laughs> why is that interesting <laughs> like you just you discredit people who say that god created everything but if some some guys like what if it was aliens he's like ooh that's interesting
2: <laughs> It's interesting because they can make something
0: up. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, there's not a whole book written about aliens. The Bible, we know about the Bible. The Bible is all hogwash. But let's we could figure out some stuff about the aliens, right? It's it's really unfortunate because his heart his his heart is so hard towards the truth, and you know people have tried to tell him, and because he knows a lot of our arguments, people have tried to tell him. He's looked into this, and he simply refuses to see the truth so be praying for him because he for real if if Richard Dawkins were to come to the realization of of who Jesus is who God is it would imagine you go from calling God all of those names oh I just got chills what if Richard Dawkins writes another book after he gets saved and instead of going down that list of names that he called God those adjectives he actually says The God of the Old Testament is a holy, just, loving, omniscient, omnipotent. I mean, what if he just went down all of God's characteristics saying, and he is the one true God? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I literally am tearing up as I'm thinking about Richard Dawkins coming to know the Lord and and tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. (laughs) How, How fantastic would that be for him and for our world? Goodness. Um, so let's think through the implications a little bit here. So if we did happen to come about by accident, all right, let's get rid of the guide idea. Let's get rid of the alien idea. If we really were to get here from a process of like the Big Bang, what would that mean for our lives?
3: It would be meaningless. We would have no purpose at all.
0: And why not?
3: Because we happen by chance instead of some powerful being creating us for a purpose mm-hmm. to, like, glorify Him like we glorify God.
0: So, if you're not created on accident because... But if you came into existence on accident, that would mean that your life has no meaning?
2: Yeah.
0: That's... It's kind of a blunt way to put it, but it's it's true. It if you were to make um, if you were to make something that has no purpose, or if if chance were to spawn all of us into existence, if it doesn't have a purpose, it doesn't have a meaning, it doesn't have a design. We just happen to be, and and not only us, human, human life is very, very complex. But, I mean, just think about our galaxy just working together. Think about our solar system working together. Every planet, exactly the amount of space away it needs to be from the sun in order for us to not burn up and for us to not be too cold. Like, that's perfect. Don't even think about life yet. That, from chance... Came this magnificent and perfectly ordered universe. That's incredible. So now, get into our cells, our bodies, and how they function. I mean, it doesn't. It it to me. It just, it just does not make sense that all of this could have happened on accident. It just doesn't. It just does not compute with my mind has, has that ever been something that you guys have been able to maybe like I can see where they're coming from have you ever been there?
3: no, absolutely not
0: it just it, it, it doesn't, doesn't
3: make sense at all
0: I mean here's the thing if you don't believe in God you do have to come up with an explanation for everything right?
3: yeah
0: so I understand why they think it because they have to think something. I just really don't... I just don't find that compelling. I don't, I don't find the... Um, the whole probability thing to be in, in favor of perfect organization. Like we were talking about, a massive explosion happens, and then suddenly a ton of order is made. As opposed to an explosion happening, and it's absolutely catastrophic right cuz that's what happens when stuff blows up
3: like a nuclear bomb blows up earth another earth comes up
0: right yeah it's not that that wouldn't that wouldn't work that wouldn't happen just think about the microphones we're speaking into and how complex they are we're far more complex than these things but if someone were to throw a grenade into this worship studio would they walk in with their fingers crossed like i hope a really cool new version of this microphone was created. No, just blow all these to smithereens, and that would be it, right? It's interesting that they think that order came from from chaos.
2: And even if like even if order did come from chaos, which it definitely did not, like you said, it's in the perfect spot. It that would like make no sense at all if it was in the perfect spot, and it just came. Thigh and like explosion. But right.
0: So let's say fine, let's say Earth did come into existence. Let's say I mean, all the stars, everything was created. The odds of that all coming into existence is unbelievably low. But now you have to put the Sun at the middle and then every planet from there in the perfect order, right? Like, did you know that, so you know Saturn has all those rings, right? Yeah. It literally catches so many comets and meteors so they don't hit us. Like, there's a big vacuum in our galaxy to protect us. Now, sometimes, you you know, stuff hits our planet, but if there was nothing blocking it, It'd be a lot more frequent.
3: It would be like the moon. There would be just tons of craters. Yeah, you
0: see what the moon looks like. (laughs) Right. So isn't that just interesting how it's like, why? Why is... It seems like everything is about Earth, right? Because Mars is too hot, right? And then Pluto... Well, Pluto is a planet. I don't care what they say. (laughs) Pluto's too cold, right? The other planets are gas. Uh, not all of them. I don't know that for a fact, but Venus is
3: way too hot, and it's the closest planet. Mars is too cold.
0: Mars is too cold. Yeah,
3: it's one planet away. <laughs>
0: oh, it's be- oh, it's yeah. behind us. Sorry, yeah. Venus is too close. Yeah. Sorry, that's my bad.
3: <laughs> this happens every week, guys.
0: <laughs> I see. I try to try to make a point about something sciency. These kids. are currently in science class actually know what they're talking about okay so venus is too hot it's too close
3: even if people terraformed mars somehow it would be way too cold we would still have to wear something to make us warmer
0: yeah okay by the way guys luca is an aspiring meteorologist so this kid this kid knows some weather now (laughs) <laughs> um, he's like, today on Mars it's gonna be 530 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mars hard. too cold, too cold. <laughs> Venus, Venus is the hot one. Um, so mm-hmm. he uh he makes a he makes a good point. Even even if we were to be on Mars, it we wouldn't be able to survive there without extreme. Like, we'd only be able to be there for a short short amount of time, and with. You know, I love my Carhartt jacket, but I don't know that that's going to help me on Mars, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, isn't it interesting that Venus is close to the sun, we're right behind it, and then Mars is right after us. So, we're perfectly boxed in there to where we can have 72 degrees and sunny, and it's like the best day ever, (laughs) right? Um, But then you have this planet, several planets away, that's called Saturn that is eating up all of the all of the space debris that would absolutely pummel our planet. And it's just like something about Earth is super super special, right? I just I really struggle. I really struggle to see how that was an accident, right? And again, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. And and I will absolutely grant anyone that if you're if you're trying to debate who's the smartest person in the room then i'll concede that it's probably not me that's okay but it does not make sense to me that from from nothing came everything without god because with god that is what happened god exists but there's nothing in the physical universe from nothing he created everything but without god without that creator something had to have been eternal which i you know if you want to think that that's matter that matter is eternal you can do that but again that matter seems far too small to me it's not it's not powerful necessarily
3: and matter breaks down so it can't be eternal
0: it does right so it's that's where i'm just i just struggle i just significantly struggle with that um But this is where we as Christians, as we're going to tell people and have conversations with them, uh, we have to be humble in our approach of this. Walking up to somebody and saying, what you think makes no sense whatsoever, that conversation is not going to get you very far. But if you get into a conversation, you're like, so, you you know, you've been talking a lot about, like, how it's so sad what's happening in the Middle East, how there's, like, a lot of people dying or uh, various things like that why do you why do you care so much about that it's like well you know people people should be treated well people don't deserve that okay no i i totally agree with you right um why why don't they deserve that because you know people have rights we're we're humans we have human rights it's like okay that's a good point where did those come from and suddenly you've gone from talking about a current event You can take this all the way back to the origin of the universe. And if they don't know where they came from, it's like, well, I can tell you why humans are important. I can tell you why you're valuable. It's because God created you in his image. He created everything else because he's just a master creator and he can create whatever he wants. But he created you in his image. How amazing is that? And every person who is dying over there, every person who is being persecuted over there, they are also created in the image of God. That is why we hate seeing people die. Have you guys ever seen that phenomena where the the birds, like tons of birds, just fall out of the sky dead?
3: Yeah, I saw that on, like, a weather thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. There's so much weird news on yeah. weather apps.
0: Luca doesn't go on Instagram or Twitter. He just scrolls his weather
1: app. <laughs> he <laughs> he actually does. He spends hours. eight weather apps. He spends hours on it. Yeah,
0: hey, dude, I'm telling you. I'm going to need you. So, um, that the birds falling out of the sky, it's like, Whoa, that's weird. But imagine if we were like 2000 people randomly died today, just drop dead. They were all in this little area and they just fell down dead. That wouldn't be something you find on a, on a, on a weather app or something. You're good. You can sneeze. Sorry. Bless you. (laughs) Um, that's not something you'd find on the weather app that would be headline like what the heck just happened two thousand people just died two thousand people just died we care more because we know that people are more valuable just innately so you could get into that conversation with somebody who may disagree with you on everything but if you can agree if you can agree that humans are valuable you can really get into a great conversation with them so it's just really important that we be humble as we as we address some of these topics right now here is the good news so that's what happens if you if we happen on accident we were not created on purpose we were not created by design we were not created with meaning or any value because if we if we happen by accident we are no more valuable than an animal we would just think we are because we can because we're just arrogant humans who think that lions just aren't that cool <laughs> or something, <laughs> right? Even though I mean yeah. I would try to befriend lions as much as possible. I would not want to be on the opposite team of lions. <laughs> um but so here's what happens if you're created on purpose. In Genesis one God said let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God he created them. Male and female he created them. So what what, what are a few things that we see in this verse? God created us with
3: different genders
0: yes okay so he made humans and then split us into two uh where one is a, a male and female that's not a different species we're we're the same species he made the human yeah. human species yeah. but then split us into two categories right mm-hmm. male female so that's one thing we see yeah
1: we're made in the image of god
0: okay which he didn't say about any other group which means we are special right
3: he also said
0: that we would reign over his creation. Mm-hmm. So God has created humans in a very in uh, very intentional way. And he put us in charge over his creation. We're, our, we're to be good stewards of that, right? We're to take good care of the world. So he immediately puts us above animals puts us above everything else. Humans are the most important creation that he made in terms of intrinsic value because God does love all his creation. So, if you were somebody who previously thought you didn't have any meaning or that you were unloved or that you aren't good at anything, you don't have a purpose in this life, would hearing this verse maybe... Change your mind a little.
3: I think it would.
0: Yeah.
3: It would change your perspective of how meaningful we are.
0: Mhm. Well, and I think sometimes we have this thing where we say like, "Oh, well, she's so talented, or he's he's, that's somebody who's meaningful. I'm not, right? Because we look at what people can do, we look at their their talents and their skills, and we say. Well, I don't have any of those. So I'm not as valuable as that person. But the beautiful thing about this verse is saying, no, he didn't say, I made male and female and those who can run the fastest will have dominion over the ones who are slower than them. He's saying humans are up here. They have dominion over everything else and they will reign. I made them in my image. So, and notice, male and female. They. So, Male and, men and women are equal in God's eyes. We, have, we absolutely have different purposes on this, on this earth. We just do. Nothing wrong with that. God loves us both equally, and we are both perfectly made. There are different things that we ought to do, right? But what he's saying is humans are up here. They are above the other creation. And so now if you're that person who says well they're talented and I'm not you should take so much comfort in this verse because God appointed you he made you who you are and he has equipped you to do amazing things and just because you can't do something that the world considers valuable like throw a football or um solve math I mean I'm the first to tell you I can't solve math equations um, or just remember basic facts about the you know galaxy um, just because you can't do things like that it does not mean you're any less valuable than somebody who can it's just not necessarily your skill set and I said the other day like I'm so grateful that God created people who can be nurses I could never do that I mean, I know a lot of people, they see blood and they're out of there. They're Literally, they might pass out and like be out of there, or they might just leave the room because they can't handle it. Not everybody's made to be a nurse, but some people are, and praise God that he's done that for us. So just I want everyone to hear this today. Just because you don't or you can't do things that the world considers very valuable, does not mean that you are of less value than the other people. You are a person, you are a creation of God, you are made in His image, and you absolutely have value. And, and the important thing that I want to point out here is that when we're talking about worldviews, we do want to be sensitive and humble as we talk about other worldviews, but ultimately, which one is true? Ours. The biblical worldview. It is. And, and I know that, you know, in today's culture, we're like, oh, that's too exclusive. Like, you think you're right and everyone else is wrong? Yes, I do. And I don't mean that in a prideful, arrogant way. I mean, this is the truth, and I am called to tell you the truth. Both as a Christian, we're all called to make disciples, but as a pastor, I am even more called to make disciples and to proclaim the truth and to not waver on that. So when it comes down to it, oh, we just see things, you know, we just have different perspectives on things. No. Because one is false and one is true. You were created on purpose for a purpose. You are not the result of cosmic chance that leaves you just as valuable as a tree or an animal. Right? The truth is that God created you specifically. And I love what David says in Psalm 139. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be outnumbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. That sounds like a God who kinda cares. Right?
2: Yep.
0: It sounds like a God who kinda cares. It sounds like It sounds like the guy writing this knows that he's loved. It sounds like he knows that he's valued by that God. It's This is one of those verses that I think if all of us memorize it would be so valuable so on those days when you really just feel like you've messed up a lot and maybe you have maybe you just made like a bunch of mistakes i do this where it's like everything i touched that day fell apart it just didn't work just reminding yourself that you have been fearfully and wonderfully made that god has known you since before you even ex- in existence he has cared for you and he, he created you specifically how you are if you can just remember that it will get you through a lot of things in life because there's a there's a lot of lies being told there's a lot of things to say if you do this you are worthless if you do this you have no meaning if you do this you can't help anybody but God has created you in a very specific way and you need to remember that you absolutely have a purpose but you find that purpose when you find your identity in Christ. When you understand that he's created you and that he died for you. You have, you have so much value to God. He gave his life for you. And if you just remember that, then it really doesn't matter what anyone else says. Because you're like, oh, wait a minute. The God of the universe loves me so what that person said something mean i think i can i think i can get over that today right the point of all of this is to say that god made you on purpose for a purpose and if you understand that then it will give you a basic understanding of who you are so guys did you have anything else to add to that Okay. Luca, did you have something to say? No? Okay. Well, guys, I really appreciate you being on and uh, talking with me this morning. and um, I really do hope that this series is super encouraging to y'all, but is uh, also going to help all of us understand not only what we believe, but how to address people who believe things that we don't, right? So, thanks for being on, and uh, we'll probably see you again this summer. Say goodbye to the people.
3: Bye. Bye.
0: Okay, so, where did I come from? Your understanding of where you came from is absolutely foundational to your worldview. This is why it's one of the four questions. All four of the questions are unbelievably important. If you don't know... One, if you don't know any one of those questions, you will be confused in this life. Okay? Because if you don't know where you came from, then you can't understand who you are. If you can't understand who you are, you can't understand your purpose. You can't understand where you're going. This is core. Understanding where you came from is absolutely crucial. Crucial. So there are two possible ways that people have come into existence: on purpose, God created you, or on accident via a bunch of coincidences. Okay. Um. People go to public school. Help me out. How? How? How is it explained to you that we got here? Yeah, Fadi. Big Bang. All right. So what happened in the Big Bang? A lot of like
3: asteroids and. Or whatever
0: hit each other and created
4: life. Okay. I'm not really sure. I don't really pay attention to science. All
0: right, cool. So we'll, we'll maybe <laughs> nix that one. Yeah.
4: So a bunch of <laughs> dust
0: <laughs> molecules. The dinosaurs! I'm just kidding.
4: You <laughs> <laughs> know like, um, Dust molecules randomly, or they spontaneously combusted, um, and then creating gravitational pull and eventually getting bigger and, bigger and bigger and bigger, creating all the planets and suns and stars.
0: Oh. Yeah?
4: And basically
3: over time creatures have adapted to fit
4: different needs over so different time periods. Dinosaurs died out
0: because of the flood. But
4: I'm just I'm just kidding.
0: No, but before all that, before evolution happened, I'm talking how did we get here? So what so the Big Bang. Do you do you have something else to add to what they said?
4: all came out at once. And all of that dust started to solidify, creating the first stars, and then came
0: out. Yeah? was a
4: hyper-condensed core of matter. And then, for some reason, it imploded, leading to some. But when it imploded, there were pockets of we don't know what, but less concentration of dust, leading to different concentrations of dust scattered across the universe, leading to galaxies being created as the gravitational pull.
0: What I love... Yeah, I know. Like, imagine how I feel. Like, I don't know what happened. I, I was relying fully on you guys for that. Um, ima- did you see how Yusuf said that? He's like, basically. And, and I was like, just the way he looked at me, I was like, am I supposed to understand what he's saying? So, Yeah. Uh, we have a couple of different ideas there. But the Big Bang is this idea that at its core, two things ran into each other to explode. And then from there, there was things that gathered together and made big stuff, right? That's something I can understand. Big stuff happened. Uh, it's the I mean, it's called the Big Bang. It's not really like... That hard, you know, big bang, big big explosion. And here we are, right? So there's just so many things wrong with that theory. And obviously I'm not a scientist, right? You could bring up Richard Dawkins or Stephen Hawking or uh, who's the, um, Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson, that guy. You could bring him and they would run circles around me in terms of their intellect. They are just smarter than I am. Um and they could probably just say so many things that I literally just forget where we are in the conversation. Um but the point is no matter how many it's called word salad when you just like uh have you seen that news newscaster who's like Nine people are dead last night after a fire in the Bronx left nine people dead last night in a fire in the Bronx that killed nine people last last night in the Bronx, right? It's It's this thing where it's like you said one thing, but a bunch of times in a different way, right? So they, Neil deGrasse Tyson, those guys could just say massive words to the point where I'd be like, so when did we get here? And then they'd be like, well, see, that's the fascinating bit. And then I would still lose them even after that. So the problem with this is what was before the Big Bang? Not, I'm not asking you from a biblical worldview. I'm asking you, what do they say happened before the Big Bang? What existed? Do, you, do your teachers teach that?
4: Dark, like dust and rock, like space rocks, asteroids,
0: meters. Okay.
2: Where did those come from?
0: That's, yeah. no, that's, yeah. that,
4: yeah. that
0: is my question, is like.
4: There was nothing.
0: There was nothing?
4: It was just a, a void. Yeah. Huh? Yusuf. Yusuf. Okay, what's up, Yusuf? So, like, they don't
0: know how about their, but a theory, like, the Great Collapse, where due to gravitational pull,
4: the universe is to one small. But we aren't really sure if that's true because currently the universe is expanding and not contracting.
0: But where did the universe come from? That's just, that's my matter. thing. So, what? It's simple. Matter. Matter?
4: Yeah. What do you mean? Because, Shh. because everything, everything is made of matter because the opposite of that is antimatter, which destroys it.
0: Okay, but where did matter come from?
4: God. God created There we go. There we go. Yes? Is it the, isn't it kind of like a funny question? Because isn't, as humans, still, what we define and apply by the universe, that's kind of like a word that we made up. So in a way, you say that there's like, there was no universe. Because we put like a, everything that we define the universe as a box.
0: Yeah, um, I mean... It was nothing. Yes, yeah. so so as long as nothing existed, I have no problem with it. Yeah. That's fine. Yes.
4: I people, when I ask people the question, what came before everything, they always, always drop the conversation. Every single time. Yeah. Because they don't know.
0: <laughs> they don't. They just don't. You can press these guys. You can press them. I will even... I'm. I, I don't believe in evolution. I don't believe it happened. Um my and macroevolution. I believe in microevolution where people have made their their creatures have made slight changes to adapt, but never from a a fish to a different animal. That's never happened ever. It has never happened and it never will happen because it's not possible. Huh? So, um when we're When we're talking about the origin, if somebody wants to go there with evolution, I might say, fine, let's say evolution happened. What started it? In these conversations, you need to take the conversation as far back as possible. Because people make fun of Christians for what? Well, for lots of things, but yes. Okay, yes. Yes. Yep.
2: That um, something came from nothing.
0: Okay. Kind of, kind of. What? People don't want to believe that
4: there's one all-powerful
0: being. Y- yeah, kind of. The,
4: they don't want to acknowledge their sin.
0: They definitely don't. So that's like a, that's a, maybe a reason why they believe it. But yeah, Brogan. There's no like hard
2: evidence for like, how things
0: happen. Right? Sure. Yep. But the thing is, they call us, they call our (coughs) worldview a religion or a faith, right? They call theirs a science, which it isn't. (coughs) Just because you're an atheist does not make you a scientist. Your kids who are in your class are not scientists just because they're atheists. They are misled by people who don't know... (coughs) the all-powerful God. They just don't. So, in these conversations, people will make fun of us for thinking that there's a God. Oh, you have, you have faith in this thing that we can't see. All right, then where'd the universe come from? We don't know. But here we are. So it had to happen. I'm like, yeah, we can agree on that. We are here, obviously. Some. We we were here now. I just believe that God, an uncreated creator, started this whole thing. And you believe that matter existed eternally. Do you know how much faith it takes to think that matter is eternal? That stuff has just always existed. That doesn't make any sense. But if you press them hard enough, this is where they have to end up. Yes. Yes. Here's the thing, though. Is matter? She asked the question. Is it the right answer to tell your friend who asks, "Where did God come from?" To tell them God was always there. Is that the right answer? Yes. yes. Here's the thing. Why is it Why is it easy to say God was always there, but really hard to say matter was always there? It matter breaks down. Matter breaks down. Matter is not all powerful. It's not intelligent. It just exists, right? It's just
4: constructs. Right. It's like a rock.
0: God created, if if God, by the definition of what God is, the all-powerful, all-knowing, the all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent, omniscient, like that God, if he exists, there is no singular thing in the world I can't even think of a try right now to think of a greater thing than God. You can't actually, you actually cannot fathom a being better than God. There is none. Not only is there not one, you couldn't make one up if you tried. There is
4: no being superior to
0: God. Exactly, even in your mind. Even as cool as Thor is, <laughs> he is just not as good as our God. He just isn't, right? Yes.
4: Oh. <coughs> if
2: evolution was real, then why is there still other stuff and it didn't
0: just keep evolving? Evolutionizing. <laughs> evolution- evolving. <laughs> yeah. I
3: don't know, dude. Hold on. It it doesn't matter because
4: it didn't happen. Hey, shh, 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 Ethan. The key to evolution.
0: Everyone says monkeys turned into
4: humans.
0: Well, I don't know if anyone in here has seen a half
4: monkey, half human. Because that's what people say happens. So if you've seen one, let me know and I'll It's It's the... Mi-
0: yeah, that's the missing link, right? Isn't the missing link... For... It is. And actually... Hey, has anyone heard of Lucy before? Lucy was the missing link, but it was a fake. Lucy's literally been debunked. People are so desperate to prove their religion, a.k.a. atheism, that they put together this skeleton of like (laughs) kind of human parts, kind of ape parts. They're like, boom. And that's our mom. <laughs> and it's like, first of all, that's one. That's so, if you found like a big ton of these things, that would be a little more proof. But finding one skeleton that happened to have been manipulated by humans, come on. Right? Yeah. I don't know. It's probably the mom or the grandma of the scientist who fabricated it. He's like, my mom was a liar, just like me. And then he put it together.
4: Is Lucy the one with Scarlett Johansson, like, doing, like, his whole psychic abilities?
0: I don't know. I have no idea at all. I don't know. What's up?
4: I don't know. What's up?
0: Lucifer? Ooh. Lucifer's the father of lies, and Lucy was a lie, so, hey. Hey. You should write, like, to the Discovery Channel and be like, yeah.
4: So was right, that, that was, just, that was the wrong subject. So.
0: Yeah, you're okay. It's
4: okay.
0: It's okay. Thanks. So, do we see how, there logically, there are only two places we came from. We were either created by something that wanted us here, or we were as accidental as anything else that has ever come into existence. <laughs> okay, so the guy that's being interviewed is Richard Dawkins. Okay, uh, famous critic of Christianity, cra- uh, famous atheist. Hey guys, sh- sh- sh. he's a famous critic of Christianity. He's a famous atheist scientist, a brilliant man, but he's too smart for his own good. Um, the guy interviewing him's name is Ben Stein. Ben Stein is Jewish. He's not a Christian. But in this regard, we would agree with Ben Stein. So just listen to this interview and we'll talk about
5: it. Stein, I'm sorry to keep you waiting. How are you? Fine, thank you. You have, uh, you have written that uh, God is a psychotic delinquent invented by mad, deluded people. No, I didn't say
6: quite that. I said something rather better than that. Oh, well, please tell us what you said. Please tell us you Well, I would have to read it from from, from the book. Oh, please. The God of the Old Testament is arguably the most unpleasant character in all fiction. Jealous and proud of it. A petty, unjust, unforgiving control freak. A vindictive, bloodthirsty ethnic cleanser. A misogynistic, homophobic, racist, infanticidal, genocidal, filicidal, pestilential, megalomaniacal sadomasochistic capriciously malevolent bully so that's what you think of god yeah how about how about
5: people believe in a god of infinite lovingness and kindness and forgiveness and generosity sort of like the modern day god why spoil it for them
6: oh um, Why not just let them have their fun and enjoy I mean, it? I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. I, I write a book, people can read it if they want to. Um, I believe that it is a liberating thing to free yourself from primitive superstition. So religion is a primitive Oh, I, I think it
5: is, yes. So uh, you believe it's liberating to uh, tell people that
6: there is no God? I think a lot of people, when they give up God, feel a great sense of release. Uh, and freedom. Why do you think that? I mean, what's your well, dad? What's your scientist? What's your dad? Is? I think, well, I've had a lot of, of letters saying that. There are eight billion people in the world, Dr. Yeah, like I mean, Dawkins. Yeah, How many letters yeah, you have you had? No, I haven't done that. That's quite,
5: quite true. Professor Dawkins seemed so convinced that God doesn't exist
6: that I wondered if he would be willing to put a number on it well it's hard to put a figure on it but but i i, I mean i put it as something like you know 99 against or something well do you know it's 99 i don't say that 97. no i didn't you asked me to put a figure on it and i i'm not comfortable putting a figure on it i think it's i, I just think it's very unlikely what well, but you couldn't put a number on it no of course not so it, it would 49 well i it would be i mean i i think it's 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 unlikely but but i but and it's Quite far from 50%. How do you know? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I put an argument in the book. Well, then who did create the heavens and the Earth? Why do you use the word who? You see, you, you, you immediately beg the question by using the word who. Well, the how did it get created? Uh, well, um, by a very slow process. Well, how did it start? Nobody knows how it started. We know the kind of event that it must have been. We know the sort of event that, that must have happened for the origin of life. And what was that? It was the origin of the first self-replicating molecule. Right. And how did that happen? I told you we don't know.
5: So you have no idea how it started? No, no. Not, no nor has anybody. Nor has anyone else. What do you think is the possibility that, there, that intelligent design might turn out to be uh,
6: the answer to some issues in uh, genetics or in, or well, in evolution? It could come about in the following way. It could be that uh, at some earlier time, somewhere in the universe, a civilization evolved by probably some kind of Darwinian means to a very, very high level of technology and designed a form of life that they seeded onto perhaps this, this planet. Um, now, that is a possibility and a, an a intriguing possibility. And I suppose it's possible that you might find evidence for that if you look at the, um, at the details of biochemistry and molecular biology, you might find a signature of some sort of designer. Wait a second. Richard Dawkins thought intelligent design might be a legitimate pursuit? Um, and that designer could well be a higher intelligence from elsewhere in the universe. But that higher intelligence would itself have had to have come about by some Explicable or ultimately explicable process. He couldn't have just jumped into existence spontaneously. That's the point. So, Professor
5: Dawkins was not against intelligent design, just certain types of designers, such as God. So, the, the Hebrew God, the God of
6: the Old Testament, he doesn't exist in your view. Um, certainly. I mean, that would be a very unpleasant pro- prospect. And, and, and uh, the trinity of the New no, Testament. nothing, that nothing like that.
5: Do you believe in any of the uh, Hindu gods?
6: Like how Vishnu? can you ask such a question? Don't, how, I, how could I? I mean, why, believe, why would I, given that I don't believe in any others? You don't believe in the Muslim god? No. <clears throat> why do
5: you even need to ask? Well, it's just to be sure. So you don't believe in any god anywhere?
6: Any god anywhere would be completely incompatible with, 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 a, a, with anything that I've said in,
5: in I assume I mean, yeah. that's fun to make sure you don't believe in any God anywhere No What if you, if after you died, you ran into God What have you been doing, Richard? I mean, what have you been doing? I haven't be nice to you yeah. I gave you a multi-million
6: dollar paycheck over and over again with your book and look what you did Doctor Russell was had that point put to him he said um, something like, sir Why did you take such pains to hide yourself?
5: But if the intelligent
6: design people are right,
5: God isn't him. We may even be able to encounter God through science if we have the freedom to go there. What could be more intriguing than that?
0: So Ben Stein is notorious for being a little boring, but his... His, something about the sincerity, like, of his voice, just the way he asked the questions. I just like him so much, and I really don't like Richard Dawkins. He is, he's so arrogant, and I hate that. I wish that, I've literally, I pray for, uh, I pray for Joe Rogan, that he'll come to know Christ. I prayed for Eminem. To come to know Christ, because a guy that talented could literally bust up the world with his skills. Um, I think I've even prayed for Richard Dawkins that his eyes would be open. But so, so, what did he think of God? What did Richard Dawkins think of him? He had a very negative opinion, slightly. Yes, very negative. Yeah, Tirza. That God is selfish? Mm-hmm. That he's a person who enjoys our suffering? He enjoys putting us through things? Matthew? The way he said incompatible.
4: Thank you.
0: What What did he say? The way
4: his accent said
0: incompatible was just hilarious. Oh. I didn't even pick that up. Okay. Sorry. Um, so... Do we see how what that guy has is what I would call a religion? And he would hate that. I don't believe in any God in any time of any kind. Except for the God of Richard Dawkins. He is God in his mind. So if there was some this is the part that just killed me. I don't even know why he opened this can of worms. Well, a civilization earlier in the universe
6: could
0: have, it, it could have evolved by some Darwinian means to such a level that it was able to create some, some, some form of life and then seed it onto our planet. But uh, they would have had to have gotten there by some logical and reasonable means. So he's saying, he's giving them, he's giving it, saying, something could have put us here. If you look at, he said, if you look at biochemistry, you look at the details. There could be some signature telling us that clearly a designer was here. Clearly a designer made this. But that designer would have just been some... Other form of life that just evolved. Of course, through Darwinian means, because Darwin is also God.
4: Which Darwinism is debunked?
0: Yes. Yes. Um, He's just granting that they could have gotten there. But who created them? Who created that civilization? But who created that civilization? It's just stupid. But he's saying they would have had to have come from somewhere. Also, could it be 50-50 that God exists? No, 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 definitely not. Uh, I don't want to answer, but 99%. I'm like, wh- how can you be so sure that it's that high of a percentage, but it's definitely not 50-50? But he kept saying, well, I don't know, but it's not that. He is, I would rather him just say that. I don't want to put a number on it, but he he, said, he caved, and then he did. He said ninety-nine. He should have stopped. Saying, I can't, like, I right. Can't really the, it. it it made him look dumber to answer and say ninety-nine percent. Well, are you sure? No, I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, then what about fifty? No, it's definitely not that. Like, do you know or do you not? No. Don't if you don't want to put a number on it. Don't put a number on it. But. What he just did was make make himself look so silly. So guys, look, there's a lot of people walking around you who may not believe like Dawkins in that he's like gonna say it that sternly. But people walk around believing this. They don't consider where they came from. They're cool with saying, yeah, we came from... What are scientists saying now? Monkeys? Not monkeys anymore? Okay. Fish? All right, I'm cool with fish. Like, they're just cool with whatever science says. Guys, we're gonna talk about this in a few weeks. I'm really excited. But, this whole idea that science is real, right? Is science real? Yes. Yes. But you can't just say, well, science says so. And that's like the perfect reason. Because do you realize that scientists actually disagree on things? You can't just quote science. Science is not a person. If I were to say Mount Everest is actually not even that tall. And you're like, well, where'd you hear that? I'm like, geography. That's how stupid that sounds when you're like, well, science says it. So take it up with science. That doesn't work. Now, look, I understand if somebody doesn't believe in the Bible, they don't believe in God. If they ask you, how do you know God exists? Saying because the Bible says so doesn't work. But you know what works a heck of a lot better? Simply using your eyes. Look around. How many? Okay, so yesterday I was playing spike ball in my backyard and I landed on like those sweet gumballs and they like tore up my arm. My arm is literally healing itself right now. My body is putting this back together and not only putting it back together in a way that's like, all right, that'll do. Nice little patch up there. Unless it's like something significant. My knees have been destroyed over time. So you can kind of see they're just naturally darker. But I have scars in various places from deeper cuts. But your body actually puts it together exactly how it looked before. Like, that's not an accident. It's not an accident. And I'm about to explain. Huh? It's by design. No, it's by the alien's design, Ian.
4: Lies. Lies for me.
0: Correct. It was a lie. Yeah, that was a joke. It was a joke. Yeah, Luca.
3: It's like like science is like a wrench when you need uh, a screwdriver. Uh, so you can't like use a wrench as a screwdriver to get a screw out to show what
0: yeah. Yeah, okay, so you're saying in order to prove God's existence, you need a specific tool. And science is like, we got it. Oh, we can't get it. Must not be there. That's a good point. That's a good point. So while science is fascinating and it truly helps, science actually does point us to it. It does point. If you had two pieces of a board that were stuck together and there's a screw through them, and you can't see the end of the screw here and it's screwed in so deep you can't see it here, but you know the pieces are held together by something, there is something holding them together, right? Is a wrench the best tool to use there? No, it's not going to give you the results you want. So that's why he said, what if God is the answer? And what if we're allowed to pursue that scientifically? We we actually have to have the freedom to do that though. Because as a scientist, if you even use the word God, people think that you're not intelligent. They don't take you seriously as a scientist. That's actually a really good analogy, Luca. All right, so here we go. If you were created on accident, if you were a cosmic accident, something exploded, a bunch of dust imploded, what was the big word you used, Yusuf? Hyper or something? No? Okay. He forgot it. That's how big that word was. I think he, used the word. He, he literally was like, I have it in my head once and I could say it once and then I got to reload. He's got to go to bed before he can ever think of that word again. If you're a cosmic accident as a result of chance, so these two things that I, that I guess I ex- existed, blew up, I I still just can't even move past that. Like what even happens next? How many... Times, uh, have you guys ever shot Tannerite before? <laughs> Who Raise your hand if you shot Tannerite. Okay. Okay. Or have you seen Tannerite explode? So Tannerite is, it's a target. Like when you go to a shooting range to shoot guns, it's a little target. It looks kind of like a, like a little hair gel tin thing. You shoot it, no, no, not like that. You shoot it and it just blows up, all right. So it's way more satisfying than shooting paper. So probably, I don't know, but that's a big word. That's a big word. Okay. So uh, what? It blows up. That's all I know. So sh- hey, so here's the thing. Um, when you shoot Tannerite, guess what happens? And then what?
4: Every time
0: you shoot Tannerite and it blows up, it makes a house. Yo. How sick is that? Real it's literally free real estate.
1: <laughs>
0: Guys... Do you see how stupid that sounds? When, hey, shh, when when this massive explosion happened, tons of order. That's not how explosions work. Explosions cause chaos. They blow up things. Like, this is put together. Now it isn't. It's not like, Dang, I look at all this disorganized stuff. Can't wait for a bomb to go off and for it all to straighten up. I mean when your parents go to tell you to clean your room, what do they say? Your room looks like it looks like a bomb went off in here. Or it looks like a tornado blew through. Right? Asa? Yeah, how sick would that be? Yeah, instead of the end of the world, it's just world 2.0. So, so, shh. Your your parents tell you that a bomb went off in your room because of how messy and disorganized it is. But what if you cleaned it up? They're like, dang, a bomb went off in here. What? Look, it put everything right back into place. It's silliness. It's silliness. That bomb's... Explosions don't create order. But let's say it happened. You are literally worthless. If you were literally the the product of cosmic chance, you have no value in this world other than what people say you have. How depressing is that? If if no one created you, if nothing created you, you just happened to exist. You were made on accident. Go do whatever the heck you want, because you're gonna die soon, and then that's it. That that is the most depressing life I can think of. A life that has no purpose. Nate. That's the other thing that I've struggled with, is you evolve, you evolve, you evolve, your brain's working, so like the thoughts are occurring. But when does a soul factor in it? Well, that doesn't happen. A soul cannot evolve. So that's certainly not a thing. So where would morality come from? Where would right and wrong come from? It does you morality could not the the 10 commandments would not evolve into stone. They they literally God said what what does Romans say about the law of God? What? Romans? What does Romans say about the law of God? That it was written on our hearts. Humankind understands what's right and what is wrong because it was written on our hearts. It makes no sense for morality to have just evolved. That's not possible. It's not. In order to have meaning, something must have designed, have been designed for a purpose. If you are the result of chance, you have no design and therefore no purpose. Right? So here's the implications. Oh yeah, Victoria. Do you think like scientists created these facts just to like, hide
2: the truth about God being God's
4: freedom?
0: But, like, everything? So first of all, If they're not true, then they're not facts. But I think that out of arrogance and stubbornness, people such as Richard Dawkins have decided to be like, and he even said it was intriguing. He's like, the idea that maybe another civilization put us here, that's an intriguing idea. And I'm like, but when I say God, he's like, no, 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 no. no. Right? so I think there are people who have shut out the idea of God and then tried to make up things. see so, so like gray matter or dark matter, dark matter is what it's called. Yeah, not gray matter. that's the wrong thing. Dark matter people they just say, well, it was dark matter, that's what did it, and I watched a YouTube video on what dark matter is. So now I know. um what? I Look it looked up. it up. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so I looked up what dark matter is, and the characteristic, the quality of dark matter is hilarious. They're like it's invisible, it's extremely powerful, and it's the reason why everything's here.
4: Dude, i well, it's, it's it's like, like, I know what God. this is.
0: But that's the thing. Wait, it's God. They're describing God, but they're just gonna call it dark matter because they refuse to believe that it's God.
4: So, so from my understanding, because um, I am also looking at my extra faster when I was like followed, um dark matter exerts a push force before it's voice of the findings of the, the universe, is the uh, universe expanding at the speed of light, I, mean, I forget the exact amount yeah. of per weight, but it exerts a speed of and that's what causes the universe to expand the observable. Stars far away are okay, because
0: so they can also detect it because it's this force in the universe, it's the thing that's keeping it together. Yeah, kind of.
4: Well, we, there's also like a great attracting point that's been mapped for the red and blue shifting of uh, stars because it can actually attract because the farther away light is, it kind of, uh, travels on the best like a great attracting point in the universe while it's, the universe is expanding. So it could be in um, physics, it could be that the universe actually ends in like, a big tear or it can collapse the same Huh. Oh. Okay. I don't know. Luca? Shh. Luca? Uh, it's basically like,
0: uh, so I watched a YouTube video and like,
3: uh, Twenty twenty, and it was like there was like this discovery of like a white hole. And some they say that uh, some people think that that is what created more. Like it spits out stuff instead of sucking stuff
0: in. Uh. You know what's funny is the scientists would probably call that something cheeky like the mouth of God. They'd be like, this is the mouth of God. Just kidding. He doesn't exist. That's what they would do. So, shh, but the, the point is, shh, shh, the point is, they will come up with every theory and they'll call it everything but God. Right? That's what they'll do. So now, <clears throat> Genesis 1, to 27. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will rain over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings from his own image, in the image of God he created them. Male and female he created them. So There's a couple of things we see here. What do we see? Yes. God
4: created male and
0: female. Yes. So what does that mean? Tomorrow
4: 70 something.
0: Yeah. More specifically, there are only I saw this thing it's like, I'll give you two dollars for every gender there are.") <laughs> well, it's two dollars. It was just the joke is like, I don't care what you say, I'm giving you two bucks. <laughs> well, yeah, if there were right. What? Yes, we are. Well, we have Dominion, but if you're in the water. A shark is the apex. <laughs> Sorry. How do you know that, dude? Dude, like, who interrogated a shark? He's like, why did you bite my friend? And he's tasing a shark. He's like, I thought it was a turtle. And we're like, oh my gosh. Sharks actually like us, they just hate turtles. And we resemble turtles because our surfboards are shaped like this, and then we do this in the water. That's so weird because we're swimming like this, and we get bit in half. He's like, oh, my bee? Thought that was just a turtle that was sitting like that. My fault. Hey, that's on me. I hate turtles. You're a cool guy. You taste good, but... And I hope you don't die, but... Uh, you know what? Let me just finish you off. <laughs> Nate. We're made in God's image. All right. So not only did God create us, but he made us special from everything else. Very good. What else? Yeah. Yeah. We're superior. We have dominion. Wow. No. No, that's just a really weird thing to say. I don't mean like, dang, cool, that's weird. I mean, never claim to be God at all. Also, God without all the power is nothing. God without all the power is nothing. God has to have all that power. So, yeah, it's just like a, that doesn't really work. We're, we're the best creation. Asa, what?
3: God without power isn't even God.
0: Like, True. I may or may not have just said that. <laughs> you said God without power
1: is nothing. See, but
2: you never said nothing.
0: Like, Good point. Touché. <laughs> Touché. <laughs> so, so, what, As as we've been put in dominion over the animals, do we see a do we see a purpose here? Yeah.
4: Sort of kind of be the caretakers
0: of the
1: earth? Yes? Ben? To be like God. What says to be like us?
0: Um yes, yeah, so so Who is us? God. Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit speaking to themselves. Um yeah yeah, um, if you break down the grammar in those, it gets a little screwy um but so, we were put on the earth to reign over the earth, right, so we have a responsibility to reign and to have dominion over the earth, so. This shows that there was a design. Right? Are we. How many creatures have opposable thumbs? Two. Who is it? Is it just us I and. Monkeys. That's it? Monkeys
4: and apes. Oh, sorry. I
0: forgot monkeys and apes aren't the same.
4: What about chimpanzees?
0: They would fall in the category. Oh. So. Hey, guys, how are you supposed yeah. to. Do, do, shh, 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 hey, hey, guys, look at me. How do you like, it's kind of hard, Brian, if you didn't have all your cool tractors and stuff, and you needed to farm, how would you do it without thumbs? So you couldn't, you couldn't hold, come on now, if you couldn't hold a shovel, I mean, I guess you could go like this. But that would hurt. Yeah,
2: attach a
4: fake thumb.
0: <laughs> How would you make the shovel? Exactly. I'm just saying that this thumbs make a difference. Thumbs make a big old difference. Okay. Sh- sh- so listen, listen, listen. listen. I, you know what? I kind of just want you all for the next week to just do everything without thumbs.
4: And just tell me how it goes.
0: Yes, exactly. Ian went ahead and said, forget that. Because he understands it's a waste of time. Um, so, God created us with a purpose and a design. And he built us for that purpose. Birds don't have to take care of stuff. They just don't. They have to take care of their babies and by doing so, they throw them out of the nest and hope they learn to fly on the way down. Like, that's intense. But like, they don't have... We, we have been given a serious responsibility and God has built us for it, right? So just by our design, you should be able to see that we're different than everything else. We innately have more... Uh, last night at our senior night, Jake and I killed this spider. And I was like, I was like, I kind of feel bad. But then I was like, I don't know. If it was a person, do you think I'd be saying, I kind of feel bad? No, if it was a person, I would be either super evil. Right. <laughs> Till they die. Right. There is just something... Hey, hey! Shh, shh. everyone understands that there is something intrinsic about humans that is more valuable, right? That's why organizations like PETA are hilarious. But PETA for uh, people for the ethical treatment of animals. That's what PETA is. It's an organization. Yo, shh, guys, hey, too much, too much, too much, too much. This organization... uh. It elevates animals to the point of, like, equality with humans. Almost. Like, animals should have rights like we do. That's not true. Women should have rights. Animals don't. Like, let's not make these all blended issues. Like, let's let's talk about that one first. Dogs. My dog that my family has, if... If we, if we run out of food, the dog's going. The dog's going. No Okay, okay, fine. Shh, I'm sorry. Shh, stop, stop, stop. I'm sorry. We'll take, he, shh, We'll take my younger brother. There we go. There we go. Yeah.
4: Just
0: don't So, shh, So, yeah, I'll just be like, yo, Jackson, what's up? Get him, boys. And I just hold him. Um, Jackson's actually the smallest. He wouldn't feed us
6: for
0: very long. Yo, <laughs> up? You're not getting me? Nobody's eating me. Um, sh- so, we obviously understand the dog's got to go before a human. No. Guys. No. Yes. No. Seriously. Wait. Shh. Shh. Okay. Oh, actually, cat first, then dog. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Why are you leaving
4: yeah.
0: the carpet? What? The, the carpet. carpet. <laughs> what? Can we understand that, all joking aside, a dog should die before a human? It's sad. It's sad. But if you tell me that you really think that my little brother should go before a dog, then we're going to have a. <laughs> Come on now. You're, You're overthinking it. You're overthinking it. We are intrinsically more valuable than all other creatures. Right? We are far more valuable than all other creatures. God has given us a special gift. He's designed us uniquely. You are unique. You are special. Okay? You just are. And I know that we love our pets, but I would absolutely take any human I would take care of a human more than I would take care of a dog and like in these in movies where people like die trying to save their dog I think it's the stupidest reason to die especially if it's like the dad of the family who has to like protect his family but wait we left the dog like I'm so sorry but this is the apocalypse I think it's time to lose the idea of having a pet Like just take care of the people because they're the important ones. Listen to this, Psalm 139, 13 through 18. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before me before a single day had passed, how precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I cannot even count them. They outnumber the grains of the sand, and when I wake up, you are still with me. So there's no other creature in the universe that has this. First of all, they can speak to God. There is no other creature that can do this. Even angels have a different role. Than we do. You were made wonderfully complex. So all of the thoughts and emotions and the feelings and the stuff that's going through your head right now. Those are things that God specifically designed. There's a reason you're like that. And some of you hate the way that you are. And that really, really makes me sad Because God made you exactly the way you're supposed to be. So, please don't ever get to the point where you feel like God left you behind. Or like you're the one mistake that God ever made. Because you're just not. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God knew you before you were born. He put you together exactly the way that you are. Luca.
3: God didn't make any
0: mistakes. He didn't. But sometimes people say, I should have been this and God made me this way. It's like, so now you're playing God. You're telling God that that he made a mistake when he made you. Don't do that. God made you on purpose for a purpose and understanding this fact will give you a basic understanding of who you are. So over the next few weeks we're going to be talking about the rest of these questions but it's crucial that we understand where we came from. So where did we come from? God. If Evolution, I don't believe in evolution but As long as you think that God started everything, there's at least a conversation to be had about evolution. Again, I don't believe that it happened, but let's just start there. God created everything, okay? And because of that, you are special and you have a purpose. And if there is anything in this life that you absolutely love to do, that very well could be your purpose, it very well could be your purpose. So if you if if somebody I mean uh, Aiden Baham, where are you at? Sorry, I'm used to looking over there. What do you want to do? Programming. So like what's your dream? Program video games. To program video games. So, yeah. Alright, that's so nerdy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Here's the thing. Uh, Here's the thing, Uh, Fortnite, yeah, please keep making games. Like, Shut up, Cole, I know it's boring and awful. Fortnite's (laughs) goaded! Stop. Stop it, yes it is. So, he never had it, he just never had it. Um, Here's the thing, if if Aiden were to have thought, or somebody told him that that was nerdy a long time ago, and he just decided to stop, How sad would that have been? (coughs) Guys, just because people don't agree with what you do or they think it's silly, who cares what they think? Tell them to shut up and just walk away. If God's put something on your heart that you're passionate about, go do it. As long as it's not sinful, okay? Don't don't take what I just said and run with it too far to a terrible extent. But we need, I'm not good at math, but boy, do we need mathematicians. I could never have been a nurse, but thank the Lord somebody is. My
6: mom. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. So the point is, you were made for a purpose by a God who loves you. And if you feel unloved or you feel worthless, I'm telling you that you're believing lies. Because you have a purpose and God loves you more than you could possibly imagine. If this is something you're dealing with, please talk to somebody. Because if you feel worthless and you don't feel loved, that is how you end up in a really dark place in life. And so many of you are so young, you do not need to doom yourself to that point. Some people literally get themselves in this place in middle school and they never get out of it. My uncle is literally that way. He's played the victim his entire life. Nobody loves me, everyone hates me, whatever. And he still does that and he's in his mid fifties. That's what happens. And he's never been happy a day in his life. And when I try to talk to the guy, he tells me that I'm just a goody two shoes. That's what I get. I'm telling him that he's loved and he's cared for and that God has a purpose for him. And he says, you don't get it. You're just God's chosen one. And I'm like, okay, I don't understand why that's a bad thing, but (laughs) okay. Don't let people do that to you. Just walk away because you are special. You are loved and God has a plan for you. All right. Seniors, I want you especially to hear me on that. No matter what you're about to head into, you get into some situations where you're not exactly sure what's going on. You always have us to call. Um, but be in the word. Be in the word and be on guard because you're going to need to be walking with the Lord very closely here as you, you start up school, okay? Let me pray for us and we'll go to groups.